Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Ashley Ann, also known as King Ashley Ann, is a talented biz builder, public speaker, and social media strategist. Ashley has helped over 11,000 individuals monetize their social media and over 700 people create six-figure income, including me. And she has currently helped 151 people create seven-figure income. I had to look at that again because I'm like, wait a minute, seven-figure income. It's up to 159 now. I'm like, oh my God. It's, it's, it's increasing every day, y'all, okay? And millions, probably more at this point, are consistently doing million-dollar months. She has helped over a 1,000 businesses generate 25000 to 45000 per month using live stream. Really, there's no there's no bio that can really encompass all of the amazing things that Ashley's been able to do in her career. Uh, and that's just her online career. She actually, before getting online, had a whole event and production business. And you know what? I'm going to be quiet so that she can go ahead and introduce herself with even more of her accolades. Thank you so much for being here. Let us know Thank a little bit more. Thank you for having me. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. You're one of my favorite people and when I saw the opportunity I was like of course <laughs> so anything that you would ask me I'd always tell you yes you're an amazing human being you're like an amazing entrepreneur you have so much positive energy and I remember like the first time I talked to you I was like I was like she's gonna be one of my clients to hit six figures definitely within a year and I was like I feel like within two or three years she's gonna be seven figures easy like I you you start to be able to tell like when you work with so many people and talk to so many people I feel I feel like I can tell within like five minutes of like who I'm dealing with I'm like no this person's gonna be in the same place four years from now I'm like no this person is gonna do something and you know make it happen so um I'm super proud of like everything that you've accomplished is so amazing. And then on top of it, you're beautiful internally and externally. And you're just, you're delightful. Every time I talk to you, I always have a smile on my face. Listen, it takes one to know one. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, you know, I know personally what you've been able to, to support me in doing as far as, I think it was actually two years ago around this time of year that I first, you know, got my first product from you. And I was like, let's just do an experiment. Let's just, let's just see what happens. <laughs> and that month, you know, two years ago, my first month, I was able to generate, I think like $500. And then the next month I doubled that. And then the month after that, I made like over $5,000 in my online business using social media and the things that you teach really work. And so I can say that personally because literally I left my nine to five <laughs> because <laughs> I was able to, because I was able to replace it. And so for you, you know, you mentioned being able to tell who's going to be able to succeed and prosper mm -hmm. and maybe who's going to have a harder time in the process. For you, what would you say some of those common denominators are for someone to be able to self-identify like, okay, I have that or I can work on that to be able to do well in the online space? 
The first thing I'm going to say, and nobody really talks about this, is really your mindset and your disposition in life. And it does not matter what anyone teaches you in life. I literally could put, you know, 100 people in the room, give them everything and put it there. And literally like 98 of them would still fail because it really has to do with like what's going on mentally. Like, and people just do not get that. There's something about people that can generate six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, whatever it is, right? On like on a financial side. These are people that are extremely persistent. It does not matter if you cannot make it work the first time. You're going to you're going to say let me revamp, let me reboot and let me try again. One thing that's very important that you just said, right? You said the first month was 500, the next month was 1000 and then the third month was 5000. There are people that I meet all the time and they're like, oh my God, I tried. I made an effort. And I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm like, how long did you try? Oh, I tried for two weeks. Oh, I tried for 30 days, right? And before social media, like people like me, no, I had to try for 10 years. You know what I mean? Before, like it took me 10 years to be an overnight success. So like there, there's this thing of saying, okay, this is something that worked. Even if it's not huge right now, it worked and I can figure out a way to grow that. I can figure out a way to develop that. So the first thing I would say is being consistent and persistent. Someone that is able to be honest with themselves and take accountability and say, this is what I did and I smashed it out of the park and this is what I did and maybe it wasn't so so great so I can identify that and not do it again. Um, Also a characteristic that I notice with my people that, you know, I feel like are winning out here in these streets, really excited about what's going to happen in their future, right? It's a lot of, you know, this is my goal. This is what I'm working on. And they're not looking for like a, a reason not to win. So like I'll talk to somebody and literally their foot is like halfway out the door. You know what I mean? And they have 50,000, 11 million reasons of why they think it won't work or what may happen or what stopped them in the past or what, like when I'm talking to my clients that are like, I'm instantly knowing like, oh, this is the person's going to win. They never bring up to me like all the things that may not work. They're just so focused on this is going to work. And what do I need to do to make this happen? I never hear y'all saying, well, I tried that in the past and it didn't happen. Nope. They're just like, okay, I'm gonna try it again. You know, (laughs) I didn't try it like this. I didn't try it like that. So definitely, you know, having a positive disposition and being future focused instead of like just getting locked in on your past mistakes. And I feel like the, uh, the next largest indicator that I see it's internal. Like people that are always whining and complaining and talking about what everyone did to them, that's that's their story. Their their story is victim mode. A person that is the victor, they are like, look at what I overcame, right? That's a that's a piece, that's a portion. This is something that may have happened to me, but it does not define me. And ultimately it happens for me, right? And so whenever I'm listening to people talk and they want to tell me everything that everyone has done to them negative, not saying that these people didn't do trifling, low down, you know, dirty, scandalous stuff to you. Yes, they did. However, How do you want that to be defined in your story? Do you want it to be something that you overcame or do you want it to be something that held you down? Which one is it? And so my clients that are like winning, 
they don't let things hold them down. They don't let, you know, a bad incident or a hurtful betrayal or whatever it may be, you know, the death or the loss of a loved one, whatever challenges they've been through, they don't define themselves on that. They're just like, yeah, this happened and I got to get back up and, you know, take the next step. Uh, now, y'all, if you haven't already taken a whole page of notes, then you need to pause and go back. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's a saying that goes, you'll always find evidence for what you choose to believe. And so mm -hmm. whether you are going to believe that at the end, things are going to work out for you or whether you believe that the world is against you, there's going to be evidence of that thing. And so what Absolutely. it sounds like you're saying is those common denominators are that people who are going to be inevitably successful have evidence and look for evidence that they're going to be able to figure it out some way, somehow, as long as they keep showing up. And yeah. it's probably easier said than done for some people. Like there's real life circumstances, but you yourself didn't come from like a silver spoon and everything being perfect in your life. I know that you mentioned starting with $125 in a laptop. Yeah. That's it. Like you didn't have, you know, maybe venture capital behind you or millions of dollars to start. Like how did things go for you in the very beginning? I was in business for like three years before I even got my first piece of capital, like corporate capital. So I, I, what they call it back in the day is bootstrapping, right? So like you start with the money you have, then you start going through like all of your savings, you max out all your personal credit cards. Don't do that, y'all. <laughs> I teach people how to not make the same mistakes that I made. Um, don't do not do that unless uh, <laughs> you have to. But um, also like social media was like kind of just really getting started. Like I'm probably aging myself, but it's the truth. Like I think I got a Facebook page when I was in college. Facebook had been out for a few years, but I didn't even get a Facebook page to like my freshman year which was like 04, no, 03, 04, in the 03, early 04, something like that. And when I was in high school, you know, everybody had MySpace pages. And then there was like Black Planet. Then Facebook came around and it got rid of that. So people weren't really using social media at the time for like marketing or like to connect with clients. So we like old school, like feet on the street. Like you literally had, like literally, like I remember like we did, I think like 16 miles in one day literally going house by house to like put flyers on people's doors because I I didn't have the money back then to be able to afford, you know, the mailer service where you can pay the post office to drop it in people's mail. I didn't have the money to afford it. So I printed the flyers and me and my sister Tracy and her best friend Shay, we literally walked like a neighborhood. We did this every day for like six or seven days to put out flyers and let them know we were having like an open house. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so much easier now compared to back then, but I wanted it. So it didn't matter to me that I didn't have money for stuff. I would figure it out. I remember doing my first event. I didn't have the money to afford tablecloths. So I went to Walmart and I bought all these, uh, all these twin sheets out of the uh, clearance thing. And I let out the hymns and I magic hemmed them and I cut them so that way I would have tablecloths to like do my booths and conventions and stuff. I didn't have like enough money to buy like the flowers. So we would go down to Scott and on the side of the road, we would like actually go and like cut the flowers and the leaves and I would spray paint like all of my sticks and stuff. Like just at the end of the day, if there's something that you want, and I've, I've always been this type of person, I'm going to figure it out. And money's not going to be an obstacle to me. And a lot of people try and say like money is their hurdle or money is their hindrance. It's not money. It's really, is you. How resourceful are you going to be with your resources and how bad do you want it?
Mm. Mm. The resourcefulness. Yes. Most people, will, if they don't have it planned out and for it to follow through the way that they've planned it, give up yeah. and they yeah. don't see any other options or any other ways. Now, I'm sure someone's listening and they're like, wow, that's amazing how you've been able to have this predisposition, this mindset that's kept you moving forward. For someone who maybe is, you know, maybe really struggling right now with trying to switch from, I don't know if I want to say negative, but just a, a mindset that's not in alignment with the way they want to really live to one that is supportive of them, what is it that could, you know, push them over the edge to get to the other side? How do you practice or grow or or change, you know, your predisposition, your predisposition or mindset? Um, you have to really focus on being self-aware. And even if that means you have to ask yourself questions out loud sometimes, that's okay. Like nobody cares what other people think, right? Don't let an unqualified person disqualify you. So literally, if you have to tell yourself, like, or if you have to ask yourself, okay, is what I'm doing or what I'm saying or how I'm acting, is this going to help me get towards my overall goal? If the answer is no, let it go. <laughs> like just just like that. The the second thing is, you know, I always would remember to the victor goes the spoils. No one in there doesn't say to the victim goes the spoils. I want the spoils. I I wanted to make sure that I had the ability to have outside of financial stability, you know, financial abundance. I love the fact that I can employ other people in my community and my family. I like the fact that, you know, I'm able to do like really amazing things for my parents or my sister. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when my sister purchased her home and I didn't want her to have PMI. And so I surprised her and I did the down payment for our house. You know what I mean? So people are like, what? And I was like, and even her her underwriter was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, she was like, you want to do what? And she kept trying. She was like, well, if you pay this, she's not going to be able to get this, you know, first time home buyer program. I don't care about your first time home buyer program. It's a better deal for me to put down the $45,000, you know what I mean? And allow her to like have her mortgage payment lower by three or $400, you know what I'm saying? And give her like a big pad. So even give her more equity right in her home when she came in. So for me, like understanding what money, um, what money allowed you to be able to do. And if I wanted to be able to support my family, support my community, if I wanted to be able to help other young black women, like in their businesses, right. And all these other sorts of types of things. Well, guess what? I don't get to be a sad Sally today, right? Because if you're a sad Sally and you're not doing anything, that's going to put me in victim mode and I want to be the victor, right? So always remembering like, what am I really working for? Like, why am I doing this? What do I want to accomplish? Right. And people would say, and it may not be that you want to be a millionaire, right? Maybe you just want to be like a hundred thousandaire. Like that's a really great and comfortable life. But like, what are you going to do? Like people focus on the money. What do you want the money for? You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I was always just kind of focused on my why, also something that helped me, you know, be progressive Whenever people tell me I can't do something, oh, I love it. I'm like, oh, I can't do what? Like, I literally can take that and use it as fuel, like, instantly. <laughs> people hate their haters. I love my haters. Like, <laughs> they, they don't know. Like, one of the one of the best things they ever could have did was hate on me, try and find a way to stop me. All that crap motivates me. I'm like, oh, I was like, you thought I was going hard? No, I'm about to go hard. I'm about to really turn up on you now because you tried to put me in a, you know, disadvantageous position. Um, so that, and then also 
it's really people don't really put too much thought into this though, but what you're hearing is a big deal. So and people think affirmations and stuff are corny. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to say the affirmation, but like listen to some positive music that makes you feel good. You know, watch something positive on TV. If there's someone that has a sermon or a message or something that they can teach you or you can learn from, like I would challenge everybody to spend the first 13 to 15 minutes of your day just listening to something positive. You will feel so much better. And then switching over into gratitude to this day, I still do my gratitude chants. My fiance does them with me now too. He like, he loves it. He's into it. At first he's like, what? And they start, he was like, oh, it's like, I like this. This is good, right? So spending like your first three minutes of the day just finding things that you are grateful for because you find what you focus on. And when you're in gratitude, depression cannot exist. Anxiety cannot exist. Anger cannot exist. All of these emotions that actually bring down our vibration, they can't exist. So by default, you're increasing your vibration, which means you're going to increase your opportunities and you're going to like increase the frequency that good things happen to you. And I know somebody right now, they're like, what is she talking about? Like, y'all, I'm, I'm outside of business. I know that my purpose is to help people manifest things. So I'm obsessed with the brain and how it works. And I've studied for years how you can prove spiritually and scientifically that manifestation is real. And so when it breaks down to it at the end of the day, everything that we can see that's physical matter is really energy. And it's a collective of sales. And just all these sales got an agreement and they said, I'm going to be, you know, this blue shirt, or I'm going to be this table, I'm going to be Ashley Ann, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. And so you can change the frequency or the vibration that all these little sales are working together to put yourself on a trajectory to where you want to be. And so if you're a person and you're really challenged with, you know, trying to change your disposition um, to one that's more supportive, then you really need to be focused on trying to increase your vibrations and positive words, positive songs, positive messaging. Um, even on your social media, I tell people practice stop, swap, share. You know, if it's something you're looking at it and it makes you feel bad, just stop following it. Like, it's, it's that simple. Swap it with something that makes you feel good. I don't care if it's a puppy, if it's flowers, if it's, you know, some girl or guy online that you connect with. They're like your friend in your head. Just whatever, like stop, swap it out and then share things that make you feel good with other people. Because social media, even though I love it and it's great to, you know, for the income and great to connect, you know, other people across the world. I'm not even going to sit here and lie and say that social media does not have a dark side and it can definitely be very detrimental, you know, on people's psyches for sure. Oh my goodness. You just say, you, she just gave y'all a whole master class <laughs> <Okay>. that <laughs> you probably wasn't ready for, but I love that stop swap share because then you're going to amplify the vibration, the energy that you, it's a boomerang, right? So what we put out is going to come back to us. And so if there's something you don't like, you stop looking at it, stop following, and then you swap it with something else and then share it because that's what you want to put out into the world to receive back. Not because you want to receive it, but because you want to affect the energy and the vibration around you. And that was, that was genius. And some people are going to sync with that and they're going to feel it. And some people, maybe it's a seed that won't make sense until later on. Um, when they really understand, but we're creating no matter what. So why not get intentional about what we're creating Mm -hmm. by choosing, you know, where we want to be, how we want to think. A lot of which all of us are recycling old 
negative thoughts from 10 years ago, from 15, 20 years ago. And thoughts are transferable. Like people don't understand that. Like thoughts are transferable. Ideas are transferable. Like feelings are transferable. Like have y'all ever thought about like you get an idea for something and it's really great and then you sit on it and you don't do anything with it. And then all of a sudden someone in your circle is doing it. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, but you had six months to do it and you didn't do anything with it. It like, this is the thing. Once something is, is thought, once it's manifested, its goal is to show up here in the physical mm. realm that we're in. That That's it. So, and like people have to, you have to really, really think about it. Like everything that we can see or we can touch or we can feel, it was a thought. That's what it was. It started as a thought. It showed up over there in the spiritual world. And then it was like, okay, I got to like show up now in the physical, right? So like somebody somewhere, you know, somebody somewhere was like, hey, I think a shirt with a collar and buttons on it would be really nice. You know what I mean? And it'd be super cute if it was denim. There was not, there was a point in history. There's no such thing as a denim button up or Canadian tuxedo. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the beautiful painting that's behind you right now, somebody saw that somewhere in their mind. Right. And it came to fruition, the canvas, the whiteboard, like the laptops that were on, somebody thought about it somewhere and was like, wouldn't this be really cool if this could happen? And then it was like, okay, now let's make it show up in the physical. And so anything that you want, like in your personal side or even in your professional side with your business, people thought it was crazy because I'd be every morning saying I'm thankful and grateful for my multi-million dollar business and my abundance of clients and customers. And I had a bank account that had a negative $7,000 in it when I, when I started this, um, just really, you know, saying I'm going to, I'm going to speak what I want to see. And then lo and behold, in less than a year, I turned around and made my first million dollars. Like, because I was so, I was like, this is what is going to be. And I started taking the actions and the behaviors every day to get it there. So I, I think a lot of people discount how strong, like, our minds and our mouths are and how, like, if I'm thinking about something that's out here, like, this is something that God gave to me that I can grow and develop, If you know what I mean? Like, this may be something you can use to feed your family or change the trajectory of your family legacy, but if you don't do anything with it, it has to manifest. So it's going to go to the next person. Ooh, you just mentioned, you know, essentially be, do, have, right? And so yeah. your, your your bank account was negative 7,000 and there's a difference between eyesight and mindsight. So mm-hmm. eyesight is judging based on what's right in front of you. Of course, what was in front of you was a negative bank account, but your mindsight told you there's something beyond this. And if I focus on that, I can change what's right in front of me. And you mentioned, you know, of course, thinking about visualizing what you knew was going to happen, but then you went and you acted in accordance with what you thought. So some people are just saying affirmations, but their activity isn't matching their intention. And that's why you're not manifesting what you see in your mind, because you're talking a lot. But you're, but you're not, you're not embodying what it is that you're talking about. And I think that's oftentimes the missing key. And so um, I love that you mentioned all of that because really very quickly, even your life can change once you start doing these things. I remember doing it when I was in, you know, I think it was like the manifestation accelerator. And it was like, yeah. every day do these affirmations three times a day. I went and I stood outside. I had my arms open. I was like, I'm so thankful and grateful for my profitable business, for my community. I, I did the whole list and it really made a difference. And so, you know, I would love to hear, right, for you at the lowest point or the most challenged point in your journey, 
you now being where you're at, what would you say to yourself at that point when you were really challenged? Maybe you didn't know or think or see and believe that you're able to get to where you are now. Maybe you did. But what would you say to yourself at that point? Girl, you are the problem. <laughs> you, you know, people are like, it's not, it's not, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Let's just keeping it a buck. Like, so I have this period, right? You're familiar because you know, but for everyone that's listening, y'all, this is my bankruptcy period. And I can laugh about it now, but there was a point in my life, this was extremely painful for me. I was actually suicidal. I did attempt suicide. Thank the Lord. It didn't work. Um, anything that you could think of that you could think would, could go bad was going bad. And the reality of the situation is I was the common denominator. And it's not that I was like a big, bad wolf, horrible person, but I had this terrible habit of people pleasing, right? This has a lot to do with like my childhood and being ostracized. And I had a cousin, she was pretty much like a terror to me. Um, Ultimately, and ultimately it ended up being to my benefit, but you know, because that's why I'm not afraid to go out and do things on my own. But I had to spend a lot of time like outside out of the circle and by myself. And so as I got older, that manifested me, it manifested into me pretty much being a severe people pleaser mm. to the point, even if it was detrimental, um, even if I knew these people were not going to love and respect me back in the same way, I would still do almost anything to like mm. keep a relationship in my life. Right. And so this was like super bad for me romantically friendships. Um, So on the platonic side, really bad and definitely professionally. So during this bankruptcy period, I um, I had my spine, you know, was going out. Um, I've had um, five surgeries on my spine. I have 13 doctors. All of them are like, I'm a miracle. They all told me I've been in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Clearly I'm not. Um, but so the doctor's like, you need to prepare to be in this wheelchair. Your spine is deteriorating at an alarming rate. We don't really know what's going on. How are we going to stop it? I was married to a really horrible, horrible, just horrible energy. I'm not going to say he's a horrible person because he had his good traits, but there was a particular energy that he switched into that was not Mm -hmm. good for me and it was not good for him. Um, And so like literally, you know, physically abusive, mentally, emotionally, the whole gamut, cheating on me, all that kind of stuff. Um, And this same day, his one of his side pieces like actually called me going Mm -hmm. off of me, but seeing her man. And I'm like, well, your man is my husband, right? Um, I had a business partner that had stolen $25,000 from me. And at the time I was not making money the way I make money right now. So I like that pretty much could have bankrupted me. Um, What else did I have going on? Oh, like I had one of the girls that I thought I did. I thought this girl was my best friend. So not anyway, her and my ex-husband was kicking it together. That's what we're going to call it for the, they was kicking it together, but y'all know what I mean by kicking it. Okay. Um, And she put it on Facebook. So like, like it was a lot that was happening at one time. Um, and I just, I just felt so low and I was in incredible pain and mm. I had gotten so good though. at like putting a smile on, you know, putting on my makeup, putting on my hair, my little outfits and stuff. And, you know, if you saw me on the outside, you would have thought that I had it together, but I was literally going home and crying every night for five or six hours at a time, like pretty much inside of a living hell. And so yeah. 
really, I know it sounds crazy. Somebody's like, well, those people did this to you and they did that to you. Yeah, they did. But I was the person that chose to have those people in my life. Mm -hmm. I was, I was the person that continued to go along with things that I knew they weren't good for me. You know what I mean? I was the person that was continuing to be there for people who were continuously not there for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how many times, how many times does somebody have to pee in your Cheerios before you figure out you should stop inviting them? (laughs) Stop inviting them to the house. Um, So like literally, you know what I mean? It was me and I had to really figure out like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like, why am I allowing this? Why, like, why have I chosen such trash people to be around me? And I was like, I want friends that are going to love me the way I love on people. I want people in my life that are going to be good to me the way I'm good to them. I want to be in a position where, you know, with business, I don't have to have a partner. I don't have to depend on anyone. You know, I can, I'll never be in this situation again. And so once I, once I came to my senses, had my come to Jesus meeting and I was like, okay, God, if you help me out of this, I was like, I will never get in this situation again. And I will do, you know how people do, we get in desperate, desperate situations. Then you want to bargain with the Lord. And so <laughs> I'm just Israel, I was bargaining with God. And like little did I little did I know that he was gonna be like, Yeah, you've been through all of this and I'm gonna have you help thousands of people, you know, be able to get out of that type of situation. Um, and everything that I had to go through, I'm I'm getting emotional, not because I'm sad, just like when I think of like where mm-hmm. I was, where I am mm-hmm. now, extremely grateful. Yeah. So little did I know it was going to, you know, it was like, I, you know, I do whatever I do, whatever, whatever it is, just help me get out of this. I didn't know it was going to be like, well, yeah, I'm going to help you get out of it mm-hmm. so you can help all of these other people get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that, yeah, that's, it was, it was, girl, I was a mess. So like if I, and it's, I know it's hard to hear because it's so easy and it's so comfortable to blame your external factors. And this is the thing. Accountability is your superpower. Just because you take your part or your portion in it, it doesn't absolve these people of all the crappy things they've done to you. No, they're still crappy people. You know what I mean? And they've done trifling things. But if you don't want to repeat the cycle, you have to acknowledge the part that you played in it. And you have to really dig deep and figure out why are you doing some of the things that you're doing? Why are you visiting some of the places you're visiting? Why are you keeping company with some of the people, you know, that you're keeping company with where their proximity is, the proximity to them is literally killing you Hmm. and keeping you from flourishing. So like once you get over yourself and you have to really, and a lot of people don't want to do this, but you have to really look at your life. And if you're not in a happy place with your life, because we can't control other people. You have to figure out like, what am I doing or how have I contributed to get myself to this place? You know what I mean? Another thing for me, like, oh gosh, people think I'm something else now. Oh, I used to be a mess back in the day and I would escalate a situation, honey. I did not have, like now I can de-escalate something and just go the other way. Mm-mm. Some of them lumps and bumps and bruises I took is because baby, my mouthpiece can get real vicious. You know what I mean? So I had to look, you know what? It, it, is is going you know back or is making it making this other person cry is that really gonna get me what i want it's not it's gonna help me get to my goal it's not i'm gonna feel better momentarily but just because they were ugly and nasty to me does that really mean that i have to like add to the ugly nasty pile no no you know what i mean like really like working on myself in like every area like possible and for me and this is not everybody else's story but for me one of the things for me is I had to get comfortable like being by myself and being with myself and not not 
feeling like there's not something wrong with me because I'm not like the cool kid or part of the in crowd, right? Because that ultimately was what was driving a lot of what I was doing in the relationships I had. And that had come all the way from when I was a kid. Crazy, Hmm. right? So, yeah. (laughs) I appreciate you. No, honestly, because there's someone who's probably in a space, in in some similar, right, place in their life where it's just like when it rains, it pours. Thing after thing after thing is happening. And they're trying to keep their head up above water and they feel like they keep going under. And so I appreciate you for being vulnerable and sharing because hopefully whoever that person is that's hearing, it's like, okay. Let me keep going. Let me figure out what I have control over. Because like you mentioned, until you take responsibility for your portion, you're a victim and you can blame everything outside of you, but that means everyone else is in control. Everyone that you're Mm -hmm. blaming, everything that you're blaming is what's in control of your situation until you take, you know, a responsibility for your, your contributions. I can say it too, because I done got all the things that happened, you know, (laughs) it's not until you say, this is my portion so this is actually what I can do to mm-hmm. be able to evolve through this. Um, I really appreciate you for that. And obviously you're headed in a direction none of us can even, we can't put bounds on it. We can't even describe it because you already are fancy and living your best life. But there's <laughs> always new levels for the version of you that is in the next place that you see. What would that person say to you now, do you think? You know what I mean? Like you are, you already have the abundance mindset now. You've, you're living in a way that helps you to cultivate the reality that you want to see. But when you're, you know, when you have kids and you're getting ready to get married and plus you're also seeing it go from thousands of people that you've affected to let's say hundreds of thousands or millions of lives that you've yeah. um, impacted, what's that Ashley Ann going to say to you now? Um, build a team. build build a team and train them well um, is what I like I'm at that point you know like I have a team but there's like another team I have to build now Mm -hmm. of like C-level executives and directors inside of my company to help it be able to grow to Mm -hmm. the next place and keep me from working to the point that I'm burnt out or exhausted because that's not healthy that's dysfunction and a lot of Mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about that right can we come out of grind culture? We come out of hustle culture, right? That's what I was taught. I really had to work over the years to deprogram myself from, you know, basically working into exhaustion because, you know, if if I'm not working myself until almost to a point that I'm suffering, then for some reason I don't deserve the good mm-hmm. things that come, right? That that come on the other side. And it's really not healthy. Like it's not like Physically, it's not good for you. It will manifest in your body. But also when it comes to your relationships, like money is not good if all your relationships are trash. You know what I'm saying? Money is not good if you can make a lot of it, but you don't have time to enjoy your family and your friends. Like, you know what I mean? So like really that that thing. And, you know, I'll have to be honest. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you go through phases of uh, constant work and then you go through phases of ease and it Hmm. it, is not it's not you're not all the time going to be late nights early mornings you know what I mean like you may be in that phase in the beginning and then you're gonna go through a period of ease and then you're gonna be like okay well do I want to grow this more than what I have right now or am I comfortable 
here, right? And some people are going to say, I want to grow it again. So guess what? Now you're going to be back grinding all your life. <laughs> then, then, then when you're done grinding all your life, you're going to go through another period of ease. Then it's going to be time to grow and scale. And it's going to seem like you're almost bleeding money because you're having to invest so much in your business, the systems, the people around you, yourself, your own development, whatever's happening with it. And then all of a sudden, is going to have a huge right return flood that comes back in because I've done this so many times at this point. And so I'm at the I'm at the point now like the team has to be different. You know what I mean? It has to be all like executive level people that I'm putting into place um, and figuring out like who goes where so that I can have you know, I can be able to get to like whatever the next level is for me outside of this. Like I know what it is. I know what I want. So now it's putting the key people in position, right? Like I know one of the things I have to do, you hire your weakness and I have to have a micromanager on my team. I'm not, I'm, I'm on those people. I don't like it when people work over my shoulder. I don't like it when people micromanage me. I don't want to do it to other people, but I've had so many failed experiences and I've spent literally over half a million dollars, like trying to hire and outsource people for different things. Mm -hmm. is, I understand that there's no way that, you know, an organization, once it gets to the size of mine, can function without some of these people with the personality types that I almost mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't like, but the people, but it's needed, right? It's needed. There's a place for them. So like, I would say like building a, building the team, right. And then being able to trust your team to do what they need to do to carry like the vision to fruition, because all of us get to a point, whatever it is, whatever our vision is, whatever the goal is, it's too large for just us. Right. And I went from a one person to like, then just me and my sister. Then it was me and my sister and an assistant. Then it went from three of us to five of us. Then there was 10 of us. Then there was 16. Now there's 40, right? Um, so it just, it's it's a process, right? It didn't happen overnight. And I didn't jump out saying, oh yeah, I need a 20 person team. No, when I started, I was a one man show or one woman show the way a lot of people listening right now. You're a one man, one woman show, right? Then you're probably going to get a VA or two and it's going to be great. And you're going to be a three person show and y'all are going to get a lot of stuff done. Then eventually you're going to be like, oh, I need shipping or fulfillment or packaging or I need a customer service team. Or it would be nice if I had someone that could watch my videos and turn these into templates and emails and workbooks. And so now, well, now I need some content team, right? Or I need an educational team. Or like right before we started, I was saying I'm ready to get back to YouTube, but I want to have an editor. And I want to have somebody that can go in and put in the proper, you know, SEO and keywords and stuff like that. I ain't got time to be doing that no more. I just want to do the content and somebody can come in and do the other part. Right. So so that it, it's it's a process like it's, it's wow. You know what I mean? I never thought that I would have a, a company as large as I have. That wasn't something that was my goal at all. Um, I knew I wanted financial security. I knew I wanted to be successful. One of the goals I set for myself when I was like 17, I was like, I'm gonna be a millionaire by the time I'm 28. I don't know why I picked 28. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I was able to make it happen. I have no idea why I picked 28 though. You, knew. <laughs> you just knew that's what it was gonna happen by. I don't know why that was a number, but I was like, yeah. Um, but it, even with that, you know, at 17 years old, I didn't know what it entailed, right, to create 
a million dollar company and then a multi-million dollar company and then be able to sustain it. And there was no time that I thought like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to have three multi-million dollar companies. I'm going to have four, you know what I'm saying? And, and my side hustle is going to make me 1.2, 1.3 million. Like that, that wasn't there, right? It wasn't there. It was just kind of like, this is the ultimate goal and I'm going to figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Y'all, because these are real boss moves that we're listening to right here. I I can attest to the legitimacy of her claims when I say that who you are in the beginning is and, and what you do in the beginning is going to be required to get you to a certain point. But then there's going to have to be a shift where yeah. what you did in the beginning can actually keep you from progressing. And so doing it by yourself and being resourceful can be really great in the beginning. But at some point, you're going to have to shift and understand mm-hmm. what help you're going to need or else doing it by yourself becomes the bottleneck in the business and holds yep. you back being able to scale. And so, you know, it really requires continued self-awareness and development personally and professionally to even be able to see and say, okay, where am I at on the game board and what do I need to do next to be able to to keep making progress? And so I love that you, you know, share that and mention it and you know who it is that you need to hire, you know, like the micromanager and it's like, oh, but you know, that person is going to help tighten things up or fill in Mm -hmm. the gap. And we all have places like your area of genius. You know what it is. We know what it is because you're fire. Once you get in front of people, you're a phenomenal teacher. I've personally benefited my baby's inside. We're about to wrap this interview up so I can, so I can show my baby to my coach. Uh, and, and, and it's because like, I've been able to enjoy my pregnancy, my birth, my postpartum and have hope throughout the whole experience that I don't have to sacrifice who I am and how I want to serve in the world because I had the right support in place. And so I say that because if you feel like anything that she has said today resonates, then you need to follow her Instagram. You need to go ahead and get the freebie that's linked in the show notes. You need to make sure that you tap in, but you actually have to follow through with what's being said. And so Mm -hmm. she, of course, provided the, the structure, but I had to show up and follow through on the information to do the experiment. I was like, let's just see what happens. You don't even have to believe. I personally... Don't think you have to believe in something to experiment and see what happens and go from there. And so I say that because I don't know if anyone has shown you gratitude today. Every time I interact with you, my goal is to let you know how much I appreciate how you have shown up in the world and that you've gone through as much as you've gone through and not allowed it to hold you back and hold you down because I'm just one of the people whose lives you've helped to shift and transform and change. And if I'm... One of the people, I know that there are so many more that you've already supported and that are coming in the future to be affected by your being here on the planet and being yourself and showing up. Because I know you're tired. I know that it can't be easy to do everything that you're doing. So if you haven't heard it today, thank you. My community thanks you. Yes, because it makes it so that I can show up too. You're a model. So for me, it's like, wow, if she's... If she can answer my DMs, then I need to make sure I'm answering my DMs. I can't sit up here and be like, oh, I have too many DMs. Okay, no. Like, that's not an excuse. (laughs) I have to make sure that I'm showing up in the way that I'm being shown by someone that I know who's out here really doing it, um, at least in some sliver of a way. And so, like I said, every time I interact with you, I'm going to say thank you and I'm going to give you your flowers. As we wrap up, I would love for you to let us know how people can stay in contact, where they can find this freebie okay so they can get this this social media money because it's only it's only multiplying like it's only growing yeah. not we haven't even gotten into that but there's a cut for everyone <laughs> <laughs> it is so um okay so i'll 
y'all know it's a lot of misinformation out here in the streets. It is horrible. So one of the things I started is this thing called Plan with Ashley Ann. And once a month, I do trainings that cost anywhere from like $2,000 up to $5,000 totally for free. So if y'all go to planwithashleyann.com and it'll be in the show notes, um, but I have a special training set for you guys. Now you, you're going to have to register because I've got to be able to email you the Zoom link and all of that stuff, but it's 100% free and we are going to break down the blueprint to social media sales. It is a very intense training. Um, this is not some 60 minute fluff bubblegum training. This is like actual, we're going to be together hours. Like you probably need to plan on giving me like half your day, um, but it's going to be worth it because all that, all those missing pieces and you can't figure out why you're having a struggle monetizing or scaling your social media, we're going to get through all of that. Um, and then also, yeah, connect with me on IG and TikTok at King Ashley Ann. Um, those are my two favorite social media platforms. I'm on both of those pretty much like all the time. I got a Facebook and Twitter and stuff, but I don't really be doing a lot <laughs> over there. But uh, the Graham and TikTok, definitely a uh, YouTube, a uh, King Ashley Ann. And um, I have a commerce club too. And we do like free marketing plans and birthday gifts and stuff like that. Uh, you can text the word commas to 501-285-8966 and stay in touch that way. So, you know, pick one, pick all of them, whatever makes you feel good down in your shanana. Yes, I can attest to the training. I've never seen anyone serve like you on the internet, that you actually Thank are you. teaching people exactly how and what to do to monetize their social media. And you literally, after watching that training, will have a blueprint to make, to create a six-figure business, as long as you execute, okay? Because yes. Ashley can only bring bring the food to the table. You're going to have to put the fork in it and put it in your mouth. But I can attest to that 100%. Visit the show notes where all of the links are to get connected. And Ashley, again, thank you so much for joining us and just sharing so many good juicy gems. Like we could talk all day long, but you know what? We got to just give them a spoonful so they can come in and visit you and learn more from you on your platforms. Yes, thank you so much for having me and for always being a delight. And thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your success. There are so many coaches. There are so many, you know, social media gurus or experts or whatever people want to call <laughs> want to call us in these streets. And so um, I consider myself very fortunate and I'm honored that people like you will trust me enough to say, this is my vision, you know, and help me develop it. So I appreciate you for allowing me to be a part of your success. I only work with the best. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gems, we will talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.